Shotgun look Baker. Good snap, looking to his left, looking for the ball toward the end zone, toward Evans. He makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans. This is Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters. Hooters, the official wing joint since 1983. Now your co-hosts, former Buccaneers guard Ali Marpet and Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters. We are coming to you live from the Hooters Owl's Nest. Casey Phillips alongside Chris Godwin. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, you know, it's funny. Whenever I've already picked someone to come on the show, then I'm obviously very concerned with what they do in the game. Yeah. You scored that touchdown, and I was like, let's go. Let's go. This is going to be great. For sure. Uh, first of all, what did this win mean to this team? We know everyone is important. Yeah. But this one felt a little extra important. Yeah, for sure. I think just like based on how, how the season has been going, um, a lot of ups and downs, but coming to like this home stretch of the season, like we we realize how important every game is, um, especially divisional games. So it's like, you know, Coach Bulls told us before the game, um, or the day before rather, that we're eight days uh, from being um, in first place in our division. And I guess it's more of like just speaking to, um, I guess like the uh, the intensity that we need to have and how important this one is. And because obviously like the next game we play the Falcons, and you know they beat us the last time, so it's really important. Um, it's like if we have any aspirations of being in the uh, the postseason, we got to have these games. And, of course, I mean, I feel like we just practically could have a whole show of a Mike Evans appreciation For show. Sure. And I felt like, again, perfect person to have on here <laughs> to talk about him because you're going to be willing to talk about him more than he would even be willing to talk about him. For so sure. I'm like, this is this is perfect. So, again, 10th straight 1,000-yard season, extending his own record to start a career. And then now he's tied with Randy Moss for the second most 1,000-yard straight seasons at any point in a career mm-hmm. behind only Jerry Rice with one more yeah hearing those numbers those stats and those names is the company he's in yeah what does that record say to you what does that mean and the significance of it when there's there's stats being thrown around all the time mm-hmm. but that one in particular what does that say I mean I it's so impressive like everything like that he's done in his career um and I was actually just thinking about it um when I was doing my lift earlier today I like, guess crazy because when I got here he obviously had already had a thousand yards for a couple of seasons but um, for whatever reason, when I got here, I thought he was in like year six or seven. Because he but, just comes across that way. Yeah, probably, he just yeah. comes across that way. But also, like I, I watched him when I was in college. Um, when you were just a kid. When you I know? was just a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, but then it kind of dawned on me that I've been here now for for seven of them, and you know, so just being able to see and witness like this history, um, up close and personal, and knowing him, like you know, like as well as I do, you know, like, he's a brother of mine and. You know, I couldn't be happier for him. Um, he's a great guy. People in the community love him. He does great things, but, like, he's also a great teammate. Um, like, he, he never really cares about, like, talking about himself or about, like, the stats and stuff. But I, I think deep down, like, having this kind of – having this record going and doing this is, is, is going to be important to him because, like, you know, when he's old and he's gone, like, like from the game, his kids can see that and see, you know, what hard work gets you, what – doing the right things get you um so it's pretty cool pretty cool to see pretty cool for him to be mentioned with you know some of the best to ever do it and to me I mean he's one of the best to ever do it so it's fitting that's awesome and and why is he so good against the Panthers like what <laughs> what sure, is the I'm deal I'm sure they're tired of him yeah I, right? I'm sure they'll be happy when Mike Evans is out of the division <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so true yeah I mean I don't I don't know what it is uh specifically um but I just think that he you know he he, he does a great job and Obviously, like, there's, like, the familiarity of going against a, a defense, you know, twice a year. But um, 
he just seems to golf, especially these last couple of games. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and take us through his 75-yard touchdown pass. Where, tell, from your perspective of where you were mm-hmm. watching this happen, yeah. tell, us, tell us what you thought. Um, so I, mean, I, I had motion from, from actually from that side to the uh, other side of the field. Just ran like a little, um, like a short little hitch route. And I was open. And like normally like the play progresses from, you know, the side, like me and Cade backside. So I'm open. I'm like, bet ball. Like, yeah. I, I think I'm just like standing here with my hands in the air. <laughs> and I see Baker look left and he throws it. And I look and I see Mike, you know, he breaks free. Like as soon as he, as soon as he caught the ball, he took off. And like he was like shot out of a rocket. And I'm just like, go. Yes. Like, go, go, go. <laughs> and like, you know, people – I think some people think that he's old, but well, he's 30. Yeah. And he was flying. Yeah. And he took off. And I don't know if, if 23 wanted uh, wanted to, like, to catch him or not, but Mike was flying. And, like, it was a big play for us because, I mean, we were down 10-7 at that point. So, big spark for us. Um, stadium erupted. It was exactly what we needed. That's huge. And, yeah, I love to think that at 30, it is funny that it's like, yeah, oh, he's getting old. He's yeah. over the <laughs> It feels to me like he's almost just getting better. Does yeah. it feel that way to you guys? For sure. I, I think, like, I, I don't know if it's because of, like, how the team season has been going or, like, people are just, like, downing the NFC South or what, but he's quietly having, like, one of the better receivers for, uh, seasons for a receiver right now. Um, like, what is he, second and third or touchdowns, something like that? 1,000 yards, 60 catches. It's insane. It's insane. It's ridiculous. Uh, we're talking to Chris Godwin. Um, how does helping have? How does having him help your game? And how do you two feel like you each help each other in the way you see defenses try to take you both on, and, and just what it's like to have someone else of such a high caliber playing your position? Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think the biggest thing is just like having both of us at the same time, like being able to play to, uh, I guess, to play like off of each other. Like you said, defenses have to like game plan for that. Um, like, um, but at the same time, we like play two different roles, you know, like what we provide to the team is two different things. And I think that they're both like complementary to each other. Um, but I think the biggest thing is like, neither one of us particularly, like have like a big ego about everything. Um, like, it's not like Mike scores a touchdown and I'm like, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, and, and vice versa. So I think just like the, the relationship that we've built over, you know, the last seven years, um, I think it's really helped a lot of it. And, you know, he, I've learned a lot from him. And I'm sure, like, there's some things that he probably learned from me, which is, like, interesting. Yeah, that's got to <laughs> be a cool feeling, too. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, now take us through your touchdown, uh, your your second rushing touchdown mm-hmm. of your career, yeah. Mr. Able to Do It All. Yeah, got to try to be as versatile as I can. Um, initially, um, I was really just expecting to just get the first down because it's third and one. It's a play that we've – been cooking up for a little while uh we tried to run it i think maybe versus the saints but it was a penalty um so just trying to get like i get the ball on a little sweep or end around or whatever and get out and bet out the first down but then i see Cade, like you know co gotta go block to get it started and Cade's blocking the db into the end zone so i'm like man, i, I have to score <laughs> I, I gotta do whatever i can to get in the end zone and um made one guy miss and then at the end it's just like finish it um which is like it was a big moment for us. I think like trying to put the game away. I think we needed that. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, were you aware that you have now passed Jimmy Giles for the fourth most touchdowns from scrimmage in team history? I was not aware of that. Well, now yeah. you know. That's fourth awesome. most in, in team history. That's nice. What does that mean to you? Especially when, like you said, I mean, you're not a guy that's been here for 
12, 15 years. Yeah. I mean, to be at this point in your career, you did miss some time with injury and still mm -hmm. have a stat like that. What does that mean? Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's really cool. Um, I, I feel like I'm pretty similar to Mike and like, um, you know, talk about myself a ton, but I think I'll it have is. to have Mike on to ask him about this record for you, you know, yeah, for sure. But I think it's like, I think it is pretty cool. Um, like I feel like, like by the end of my career, you know, there'll probably be, you know, me and Mike just like one and two, um, and a lot of these like major categories. And I think that like when we're, when, like when we look back on or fans look back on this time in Bucks history, it's like, it was a, it was a really good time. A yeah. Good, a good time to be alive. Good time to, to witness some, some talented guys do what they love and, you know, at the same time. Yeah, I feel like for so many sports fans, it's about being there for the moments, right? Being there for the memories of, I got to see this guy play. I got to see this stat happen. Yeah. And I know I feel that way of getting to watch you and Mike together. It is that thing of when you look at Buck's history, mm -hmm. you guys are Buck's history at this point. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty cool thing. Um, and you almost didn't play in the game. Yeah. Man, Nick is never a thing you want to see on an injury report. Never. Absolutely <laughs> never. <laughs> um, so take us through how uh, how this happened and the decision to play. And mm -hmm. you, you seemed like you were truly a game-time decision. Yeah, it definitely was a game-time decision. Um, just something that flared up on me uh, maybe like Thursday in practice, like middle of practice. Um, something that I dealt with uh, a couple weeks back but thought it was resolved and maybe not so much. <laughs> uh, so, you know, to my surprise, it, it, it flared up on me on Thursday and – I had like a lot of, you know, like my range of motion was, was limited. Um, and like you said, like with next, you know, I feel like you can never be too cautious. Um, I love playing football. I love what I do, but my, like my ultimate goal is to be able to walk away from this game and to be able to enjoy the fruits of my labor, enjoy my family, um, enjoy many years of doing whatever it is that, uh, that comes after my career. Um, so it was a legitimate like game time decision, just trying to figure out if they was safe for me to go out and play and if I would be able to go out and play at a level that um that wasn't that I wasn't doing a disservice to my team. Yeah, and I think we can say you made a good call on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um how about the rain's effect on the game? I mean, torrential yeah. downpour for a while. Yeah. Uh and never fun as an offense, I'm sure. Never fun as a wide receiver. So yeah. uh tell me how much you guys feel like it impacted the the game plan which all were able to do and, and mm -hmm. just the way you guys tried to handle it. Yeah, I definitely it always like impacts like the game. Um and there's different levels of rain too. <laughs> and that one it was not it was not a light rain. I think a downpour fits. Uh, yeah. felt like that rain was very wet. Like what are the, <laughs> what are the most rains? <laughs> um, but so like it, it impacts the game, it impacts your, your play calling, it impacts, um, your mentality, like as a receiver, like I think Mike caught maybe like a slant or something and bigger threw it in the perfect spot for him to body catch it. And he got hit at the same time where it's like, if you're outstretched, it's a lot harder. It's like catching a wet fish. Mm. Um, <laughs> I love these metaphors. The wet, yeah. the wettest rain, yeah. catching a wet fish. I yeah. love it. It's difficult. Yeah. Um, so it definitely impacts the game. And I think you saw that from both teams as it was pouring down. You start to run the ball a little bit more. Um, but, like, at the end of the day, we have to go out there and do our job and try to do it to the best of our ability. So when you go out there, like, your mentality is just, like, try to keep your hands as dry as possible and then catch the ball and just hold it as tight as you can. Yeah. Um, I remember in training camp uh, – I talked to you and you were changing your cleats for like the third time during practice. That was due to sweat though, instead of rain. Yeah. But I imagine you, your gloves, your shoes, you're definitely someone that thinks about a lot of that. Did you have a strategy for, like you said, trying to keep your hands dry, keep things mm -hmm. like, was it, do you, do you treat it similarly to sweat? Yeah. Uh, not, I, yeah, I, I, I would say similar to sweat, but not the exact same. Like, I think like 
um, for like my hands. Like I was walking around with my thumbs like tucked inside my palms, my palms closed like the entire time. Or <laughs> if I'm on the sideline, it's like it's underneath a towel or inside a hand wow. warmer. Just trying to keep them as dry as possible. Um, and weirdly enough, my like as much as it, um, as it was raining, my cleats were not nearly as soaked as they are during training camp when I'm sweating. That's funny. <laughs> And speaks, that was, speaks a lot of your sweat level. Yeah. yeah. Elite level. Elite level. Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> You're just good at everything, man. Football sweating, all of it. That's great. All right, we're going to take a quick break here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Back to your co-hosts, Ali Marpet and Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters. We are coming to you from the Hooters Owl's Nest, and we found an Ali Marpet in the commercial break. I like to think that I found you guys. Oh, I love it. Thank you. It's very sweet. Yes, he was busy taking his finals like a good student, taking an ethics final, which we're hoping you pass for a lot of reasons. (laughs) At least I get another shot at it, which is – so if I have to go back, I'll do that. But, Great. yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm flipping gears here right now because I was just – my hand's a little sore, actually. I was writing for three right hours. Right, so many things. Right for three hours? Right, yeah, so, like, Jeez. You, know, you know, it's pretty hard out here, you know. Yeah. It's Rough. basically like playing a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to put you on the injury report with your yeah, sore hand? Yeah, exactly, honestly. Oh, great. All right. So um, we were just talking about the game, and I, I did want to talk about one more thing with the game before we kind of move on from that. Um, first of all, Allie was the captain of the game. So I don't know if people know what this means. This was a new thing this year. It turned out you didn't really know what it meant ahead of time. I had limited knowledge of what I was getting into. Um, It started off by me wanting – or no, it started off with my brother wanting to tailgate at the Mm. game. So he wanted to go to the game, and he wanted six tickets. And this was my way to get six tickets tickets. tickets (laughs) to the game. That's smart. Um, And this was kind of the only way. And the captain of the crew, again, it's new. I didn't really know what it was. Uh, they did send me one video, I think, of Batista doing it, but I figured I would do something different. I didn't realize there was like a standard, this is how you pump up the crowd, we want you walking from here. There wasn't as much creative liberty as I was mm-hmm. hoping, because mm-hmm. I don't have the the rah-rah. Uh, that's, that's pretty surprising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel so, like the two of you both are... I are, think we can get them going. Yeah, get yeah. the whole crew going. You, do you think so? Do you, are, are you, do you have yeah. a hype up? Uh, yeah. Let's go. I, um, I like, do not. Like, you know what I'm oh, saying? The hype, the, the video. Oh, hype video? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you do? Yeah. How I think it? they played it once. Is it cringy for you, <laughs> or, or do you, or do you think it's about not it? as cringy as, uh, as it's been in the past? Okay, yeah, so like, you've improved on it. Yeah, just a little bit. Okay, my reason got a little so better. So yeah, so for people yeah. who don't know, captain of the crew is this idea of getting the crowd fired up right before kickoff on the ship, and you're given. I'm going to have my lovely assistant over here bring oh, me. Oh yes, yes. Uh, for the Excellent. people listening to the now radio, gonna... they won't be able to see this, but uh, your sword is what you are given for part of captain of the crew that is engraved. How with cool the is this? captain of the crew uh, and the date that you did so it, that, not, that's very cool. Not only did I get the very six cool. tickets, I got a sword out of it. I think I might and do this, that one time. This is going <laughs> right on the desk. Just do it right before game time. Just you know? before you go up there. Wait, were you able to see it at all? I so I heard you. Okay. And I was like, "Where's Allie?" At? And then uh, Luke's looking around the tunnel. He said, "Look, it's Allie. He's on the screen." <laughs> so, so I peeked over. We actually have photos from our team photographer Kyle Zedeker of Tristan and Luke seeing you. Yep. That and was very they <laughs> are so excited. Again, for people listening on the radio, we're going to try to put them on the Vox website. 
but we're going to have them here as part of our video. They literally awesome. looked like a kid seeing Santa. Like yeah. they were just they were very hyped. so excited. Well, I was also did, excited. So like it felt like I had a, you know, a role in getting the crowd and the game going. And you know? they won, so, so it's so all thanks to you. Obviously. I, that's, so that's what I was going to say yeah. was Please, I think you have to keep doing it every home game. Yeah. So we'll just keep that rolling. Want to know. Yeah. Free tickets for you every game. Here. Free tickets, well, free swords. <laughs> How many you swords you might get your own ship later on. Honestly, I just want like different components of a pirate uniform. So I get a hat next time, get a vest, and just keep working my way until I become a full-on pirate. Are you able to get an eye patch without losing an eye? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be my next item. No, That's but um, I will never do that again. Um, <laughs> he was basically like, I don't think one, this was worth yes. the tickets. Like, I... I'd rather pay. Yeah, yeah no, I was paying for next time. It's but, okay. You live and you learn. It yeah. was just very funny as he was learning what this was going to entail, knowing that I feel like, again, the two of you, this is like the least like your personalities of, yeah. in general of like you're both just a little bit more low key. I was very surprised. Yeah. Like very surprised we did it because I probably would not have. I so like, mm -hmm. yeah. they told me, here's the thing. I think I'm too much of a people pleaser because what they told me, like people have like seen what it was, and I'm not throwing anyone under the bus, but they were like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." Yeah, <laughs> and, like I kind of get it. I put in my mind, I but was you like, "I'm not. Gonna, all in. I'm not going to say no once I'm here." Yeah, you know? I was so impressed. You really went like all in with it and had fun with it, and you yeah. did a great you job. You did a good job. Thank you. I I think if I were to do it again, I'd love some like music, some like fun music. Mm. You know, make yes. it a little bit more. What would they... be your music of choice? Oh, what a great my, question. My walk-up song? Yeah. What a great question. Oh, gosh. You're going to have there, to answer this too, by the way, so yeah, think about what, that. Yeah, what would your walk-up song be? Well, it might be um, – great question. Uh, Don't you have one in the warm-ups? Do yeah. I have one? Yeah. yeah. What is, it's a Drake song. Yeah. Um, is that – I didn't remember. I was hoping you remembered. It was Jimmy Cook's. <laughs> so is, th is this why – would this be your song still? Would that be my song still? Um no, I feel like what's the song? Enter the Sandman. Oh yeah, nice. that would be pretty that'd sick. I want something everybody can join in on. Yeah, like I, I'm a big Drake fan, but that doesn't mean everyone is. I like that. Um, Yours would me, be like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so I need jam. something to bounce to. Yeah. <laughs> I need like they wanted me to walk slowly, but walking slow with no music. It, they wanted to make it look ominous. I'm not. I'm not scary. I'm not scaring anyone. They were telling him to like walk with like, like swag or something. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> with no music. Ah. Like, what do, you, what do you expect from me? It's a <laughs> tough, tough job. He's, you he probably do like Sean Paul. Yeah, so I would do <laughs> if I could, yeah, I would. He told him, he's like, I, I walk pretty normal, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, so anyways, that was my highlight of the game, was watching Allie be. I wa also wanted you to support, and you had to, I mean, obviously you had other stuff, that did, super important stuff to do on game day. Yes. But like, I just wanted so I did come up in support, for the record. I was there when you did it. He blacked out, though, and obviously doesn't remember this. I, like, ran up there from my thing to try to give moral support, uh, okay. and now he's acting like I wasn't and there. And I just gave you crap for it, for this. no reason. I'm grateful. Look at that. See, this is why I need Chris here for all the shows. <laughs> he's on my side. <laughs> um, okay, so also looking at this game, um, we just always got to talk about Antoine Winfield Jr. That's uh, like we have just sort of a standing Antoine segment yeah. on this show. Uh, so eight tackles, two for loss, three passes defensed, a sack, and an interception. Since these stats have been recorded, he became just the third player ever to have a stat line like that. Wow. Wait, what? Yeah. So I guess 99 is when this kind of stat keeping mm -hmm. was formed. So since 1999, right. there have only been three players that have gotten those kind of numbers in all those categories. Wow. Isn't that nuts? That's Unbelievable. Yeah. He's so, stud. Yeah. Go, go, just go. No, Antoine Winfield. <laughs> he's a stud, man. Like, yeah. every time like, we're in a sideline and he makes a play, like, we look at each other like, like what a baller. <laughs> like, every single time. And it's like, he, he has a nose for the football. Like, obviously, like, he's undersized for, like, his position. But you wouldn't know it based on, like, how he plays. Like, so much heart and intensity. Um, 
I'm a big Antoine Winfield Jr. fan. I think we all are. Dude, it's he's wild. unbelievable. Like, I don't know, we've talked about how important, like, turnovers are. Like, obviously, that's played out, but, like, it's so important. Yeah. And the fact that you have a guy that's consistently doing mm-hmm. it is just, like, it's un- the value add is unbelievable. He's yeah. just, like, a, like actually the definition of a game record. Yeah. Like, awesome. Yep, we're here talking to Chris Godwin. And I was thinking about how Antoine actually kind of reminds me of you, Chris, in mm-hmm. terms of the way he – Came into the league so ready, so mature, like just plays kind of beyond his years of where he never seemed like a rookie. And Mm -hmm. you were the same way where like you never seemed like a rookie and you seemed like a 10 year vet like day one. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you feel a similarity between the two of you guys or what is it that you feel like enabled the two of you to come in with that kind of mindset? I definitely see like a similarity. Like, I mean, even like off the field, like in demeanor, you know, like he's very like low key reserved, um, but he's a smart player. And I think like, those kind of things like translate well, regardless of what level you come from, um, regardless of like uh, the like your stature. It's like if you're a smart player, um, if you work hard and like you just don't do dumb stuff, you know what I mean? Because like there's a lot. He makes it sound so simple. But it's like there's a lot of guys that come in and like the moment, like whether the moment's too big for him or like he's just like, why'd you do that? Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So I, one way that I also describe it, like it's a, in order to have success in the NFL and the things that you and Antoine do well, like the things that need to be done, I think I might have said this on the show, um, are often very simple. Mm-hmm. Like, like you just, the things you just talked about, like those are simple enough concepts, but it's not easy. Yeah. Like doing that like consistently is not easy. Yeah. And so uh, it sounds when you say, oh, don't do this or don't do that. Like just, you know, be a smart player or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but like it, it, it is, it is really simple. Uh, concept to become a successful player, but it's really difficult to do week in, week out, for year, sure, year in, year out. Yeah, know? but but it also isn't necessarily a thing that like you just start when you get to the league, right? Like the things that he's doing, and I don't like that he's really good at. He probably has been have been doing for years. You can't just flip yeah. a switch day one and think yeah. you're all of a sudden going to practice differently or prepare differently. Yeah, yeah, that you have to have been building these habits for a while. Exactly. I, I feel like there are some guys. I mean, yes, I'm trying to think. I guess of typically, guys, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, There's no always question. Exceptions. I'm I'm also biased because I think I'm, I was a little similar. Like I, I mean, I, I think that I grew <laughs> as a player, but I was pre- pretty. Similar. You also were one of these uh, people. Yeah, like the foundation yeah. was there. Yeah, the foundation was there, and it's just refining some certain things. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm trying to think. There are definitely some players that are able to, at some point, like have a conversation or have like a moment that sort of. Oh yeah, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. Yeah. Like whether they're getting caught or injured or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like a wake up call. Yeah, Chris and Antoine, not those guys. Yeah. So <laughs> I think the best example of how we know that Chris has been this way forever is when you are married to your high school coach's daughter yeah. to get permission in high school for your coach <laughs> to approve of you. I would love for how many dudes that played high school football, if they're honest with themselves, think. Would my coach have let me date his daughter? That to me is like the <laughs> that's ultimate the standard. That's the standard of like you were a solid dude from day one. Yeah. yeah. I, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I, yep. Yes. Again, and like you mentioned earlier, I don't really like talk about myself a lot. But what <laughs> I will say, I'm on this show, man. But, I'm not gonna lie. This but kind what, of I, what I will say sure is, is that. like. I, I think that I'm genuinely like a nice person. Like I'm a yes. good I'm a good dude. Retweet. Well, you know what I mean. We'll, yes. we'll endorse that. But yes. like like there's some people that like yeah, on the surface like they look like they may be, but like they're not yeah. really living right. Yeah. And like I like just maybe it was like how I've been raised and like the people that I've been around. But I always try to like um like operate like at, like in in good faith. Yep, like, and you do 100. Treat people well, you know, and just like put my best foot forward. As cliche as it may seem. No, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think that having a coach give you the endorsement, like yeah, to date, it's a big deal. Oh, yeah, it's the same thing. Like dating a sister or whatever. Yeah, it's the same, same and, mindset. Yeah. I think, um, and it's so interesting because this wide receiver room, 
especially being led by you and Mike, like just the, like you said, good people and the unselfishness yeah. is so incredible. I mean, of course, we all know the stereotypes of wide receivers. They're yeah. divas. They're this. They're that. And like, it is I mean, wild. I know he's right. <laughs> oh, Chris, I didn't see you. It's so awkward. I mean, yeah. Um, but I mean, man, you guys are just so the opposite of that. And I, I would love to know where you think that came from for both of you and just what you think that means to this room, this team, like for you of why you're, you were just mm -hmm. never going to be that guy. Yeah. I think, um, I think some of it's just like in my nature. Um, but like when I first started playing football, I was my first two or three years, I played offensive line because of like, well, the, now it wait, makes sense. Are you kidding me? I'm dead serious. Well, like, so in the youth football league that I played in, in Delaware, it yeah. was like, like anybody can play. Cause like there's some youth leagues where if you don't make the weight, you can't play at right, all. Right, right, right. So in mine, like anybody? anybody can play like in your age group. But <laughs> it was like, like let's say the the weight limit was uh, 65 pounds. Like if you're under 65 pounds, you can do play any position. If you're above that, between 65 and 75, you're uh, what's called a one striper. One striper on your helmet. Yep. You can catch the ball as like a tight end, but like mm -hmm. you can't like be a quarterback or a running back. Mm -hmm. And then uh, above that, two striper. Oh boy. I was always a two striper. <laughs> So, you, like, offensively, no way. play offensive line, but defense, you could play anywhere. So, I was, like, a linebacker. And, like, I was <laughs> everywhere. seeking missile. Yeah, but, like, we would, like, every almost every play, we're running toss. And, like, I'm the pulling guard and just, like, knocking kids over. Because I was always, like, like, if kids are here, I'm, like, here. Yeah. Like, still, like, similar frame. Like, I was, like, a thin kid, but I was just taller than everybody else. So, you're way more. Dude, that is incredible. So, I was also a uh, – Double X. Yep. So we didn't have a stripe. We had an X on the helmet. So one X or two X. I was two X as well. But I, I feel like the stripe is a little less obvious. I think nice. so like, too. It's a little more gentle. Like a design on the yeah, helmet. I think so too. It looks like a cool design instead yeah. of being like double X. On the back of the helmet. Not a great look. But also the other piece of the double X LMP we for us is mm -hmm. like even if there was a fumble, like we couldn't advance. You couldn't advance. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. That's unbelievable. That's look at this. The, I the never gripes. grew out of it though. Yeah. So. I mean. Yeah, some people aren't as fortunate, yeah. you know. So now it makes sense as to why he's this humble, he's wonderful. Yes. I bet Anton was a uh, uh, lineman <laughs> yeah. at, at first. <laughs> at yeah. some point, yeah. that's going to be the explanation. Yeah. Um, and you, it also maybe explains your willingness to block and your skills in the blocking yeah, game. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. But I think I, I think it plays like that plays a role into how I am just as a player because since I couldn't carry the ball, I wasn't just out hunting for like for stats. I'm like, man, I love this football. Like this is fun. Um, I just want to win get to hit people and then maybe like my third year i was i was a one striper i tight end. i moved up tight end nice. oh wow i was, go I was going crazy <laughs> i was going crazy like like a bunch of touchdowns i was like this is even better and then started watching football and like all my favorite players are now like receivers and i'm like yeah yeah, I, I gotta be. We gotta get rid of the stripe. Gotta get rid of the stripe. Start cutting weight. Yeah, <laughs> at ten years at 10 old. Ten years old, dieting, yeah. dieting, running around in like a trash bag. Like, gotta gotta make weight. Yeah. Like, it was funny too, cause like we would, so we would do our weight at the beginning of the season. Yep. And like, as you know, I'm a kid, so I have to have kid thoughts. And like every time I would get on the scale, I just like suck my stomach in. Like, <laughs> like that's gonna make like you that's lighter. gonna make me like. <laughs> and every oh, time, man. like like heartbroken that it's like oh, too sharp again again oh my god but i had a lot of fun and i do think that it, it translates to like my mentality now because it's like when i go out there i'm not like no nah, i can't block because right. like i understand how important it is to the game and like to the overall scheme of everything so um that and just like being unselfish like it's a bigger picture it's not just about one guy or uh one group mm -hmm. it's like sometimes it's your game to go off sometimes it's not
That's awesome. Wow, I love that. I also think that everyone should play offensive line then. That's my that's my <laughs> but you're not biased line. or anything. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Like you're just a, you it know the ultimate assist man. Yeah. You know you just like uh, you, there's not really a stat to. There's no glory. There's no yeah. glory there. And then you know you 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 do it for the for the teammates and the love of the game. Yeah, that's it. That's awesome. All right, we're gonna take a quick break here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Once again, your co-hosts Ali Marpet and Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters. We are coming to you live from the Hooters Owls and S. Casey Phillips, Allie Marpet, alongside Chris Godwin. Um, we were talking about your <laughs> the fact that you were having to be a, a bigger dude back then in your little peewee days. Um, you now, though, I you are definitely a guy that knows how to like take care of his body, mm-hmm. and you prioritize that a whole lot. You were able to definitely come back incredibly quickly and well from mm-hmm. a huge injury. Just take us through like so much of the physical side of the game for you of both injury recovery and then Mm -hmm. the ways that you take it so seriously now so i think like the majority of my time i'm either like playing football or like recovering so that i can play football again (laughs) like especially like in season you know um and there's a bunch of different things that i do um to get my body ready um i don't know if i can name all of them but like so like i love doing like contrast in the, the tubs like, Contrast is great. I love. It. I do that on. So Saturday. that's the hot, cold. Yep, back hot, and forth. Yeah, back and forth. I do that on um on Thursdays or not Thursdays, Saturdays. Saturdays. Um, that sounds terrible. Every morning, I would absolutely hate it. it. Yeah. Every morning before I come to work, I do a cold tub, um, and I enjoy that for like three minutes. Uh, it gets me going. <laughs> Again, do you enjoy terrible. it for three minutes, or you, you do endure it for, it for three minutes? I enjoy it. Okay. See, like this so, is like why I, he's built different. But I've gotten to the so at first it sucked, but now I've gotten to the point where like my body is like. I can't wait to get in. Because, like, the feeling when you get out, it's like, okay. yes. It's amazing. Okay. Um, so I do those. I do um, a bunch of, like, mobility stuff throughout the week. Um, what else do I do? I've done – I do float tanks occasionally, um, acupuncture. You do the float tanks? Yeah. Do you not like it? I – is that the me? like deprivation thing where yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, I've never done it. How long you you go in there for an hour? Yeah, an hour. Uh, music, no music. Uh, no music. Wow. That's some I, discipline. I I used to, I mean I haven't done it in a while because mm-hmm. I think the one that I went to started to get kind of grimy. You yeah. know, it's like yeah, it's just like the same water and salty water. So but you got to go to a nice one. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. But you're in there for an like, you don't realize how long, long an, an hour, hour is. is it's like you, plank till minutes. So it, yeah. it's just you like yeah. in your like and your thoughts are like. Um, for me, it was hard to get adjusted to like the water being in your ears. Yes. Because then it's all you're doing it, you just like hearing like you're breathing in like your heartbeat. Yeah. And then. There's nothing else there, you know. You can't really touch your eyes or anything because there's salt on your hands. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like it's totally dark in there. So mm-hmm. like you like you are totally disoriented. You have a little pillow though. I uh, mm-hmm. do you yep. have a pillow? Okay, yeah. a little pillow to keep you a little trying so to you get drown. Cool. Oh. oh no, if you <laughs> no, no, if you, it's very very difficult to drown. It's might, it might be 12 inches of water. Well, and then also it's incredibly salty. salty. Yeah, so, so you're, you're floating. floating. Like you but... you would have to try to. Like you have to roll over and just like, <laughs> like that. because you do fall. I mean, do you fall asleep every time? Okay, so, okay. So yeah, I would fall asleep too. So, so it's like you you feel comfortable enough to fall asleep. So. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, so now for you coming in at this point in your career, um, you get a new coordinator. Mm-hmm. Tell me what that was like for you this season. Of you get a, a new guy in there and then a new wide receiver coach as well. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the things that you feel like you've enjoyed about his scheme and, and them as coaches to to set you up this year? So I mean, every time you get a new like coordinator or a new coach, it's like it's a, a learning curve. Like I mean, you know, um, 
you kind of go in with like an open mind because like you, you know, you expect the best, right? Just let's see where this goes. Um, let's see like what they have to offer, like how this scheme like comes together. And um, after, like immediately, like I like the scheme, like it made a lot of sense. It seemed like we were going to be, you know, like, like things had a reason for what we were doing as opposed to just like calling plays, which like, I respected. Um, seemed like there was going to be a little bit more of uh, of an emphasis on the run game and then everything kind of stemming off of that. So it just took like some adjusting too because it's a new language. You learn the terminology and then you go on from there. Um, but in terms of like Dave and Brad, so Brad's our receivers coach and then Dave is obviously the OC. Um, I like Dave's energy. I think that like he's been the same person like since he got here. Like he's just, he's very grateful to be here, grateful to be in his position. And he vocalizes that, which I respect. And like, He's just like uh, like a calm presence. Like I don't know if I've ever seen him like angry. Like I think like he tried one time in our training camp, and I was like, I was like, I said, is Dave all right? Like is he good? Because like, you can tell he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, and then Brad, like Brad's been Brad's been really good for us. Um, he's a young guy. I think him and Mike might be the same age. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's wild. crazy. But it's like, but he but he's a very smart guy. Like he knows ball. He knows like the receiver position. And again, like a consistent like presence like in our room, and I think that, you know, like he's leaned on me and Mike to kind of, uh, kind of like lead the room and kind of set the tone. And I think me and Mike do a really good job of that, just like in terms of like having it be like an open, like a free space and like a fun environment, so no one's just like bound up all the time. Yeah. But like knowing when it's time to work, we have to work. Yeah. Um, and it's been it's been a good thing so far. That's cool. And you guys seem like you have a fun room too. That it's not only. Uh, you and, and Mike, but now you got Trey Palmer out of the mix. Trey is a wild boy. Trey is a crazy man, and I love it so much. He's got so much personality. And yes. uh, what do you see as his potential and, and what he's brought to the room? I think Trey has a ton of uh, a ton of potential. I think he can play in this league for a long time. Um, and I love I love Trey's mindset. Like every single day, like he's up. And like if he's if he's not, it's because he's sick. Like literally sick. <laughs> yeah, and, like, that's it. Otherwise, he's <laughs> ready. To otherwise, go. like he's up and. And I feel like that might be like a consistent theme for people from Louisiana because I don't know if I've met anybody from Louisiana that is not hilarious. Like, I, love it. I think it's pulsing through their veins. <laughs> um, like, but Trey, he he knows who he is and and he's gonna be that. Like he's he's not gonna like front. He's not gonna try to be somebody else. He's like this is who I am. He says things funny. Um, like you have to <laughs> side note, you have to hear Trey say barbed wire. Is hilarious. What what does he sound like? Bow wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I, he was saying, and I was like, "Are you saying bow wow like sh- like Shad Moss?" Yeah. Like I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> um, but like he like like we're talking about like the holidays because uh, obviously it's holiday season. Yep. And he was like, "He said I don't, I don't, I don't believe in holidays." I don't believe in holidays. Okay, so yeah, but he's just like, but he was different. Like, why? He was like, hey, it's just another day. Every day is a, a great day. Like, every day is a holiday. Adorable. Like, I was, I was so about wholesome. to be upset, and then yeah. I was like, oh, he <laughs> turned it wholesome. Response. At first, I thought we were going for like a Grinch situation, no, and then no. it was like the opposite. Yeah, yeah, like, oh. yeah, yeah. But not like, but he's a he's he's a great kid, and a ton of fun to be around. And I think that he has a he has a bright future because he wants to be. He wants to get better. Like he he asks yeah. questions. Mm-hmm. Um, he understands like where like his strong suits are and what he has to work on. So I think he can he can be really good because of that. Uh, and this game was the My Cause, My Cleats game, which mm-hmm. I always love. Tell yes. us about uh, your cleats and the cause you were supporting. So uh, my cleats uh, were supporting my foundation, the Team Godwin Foundation. And, um, you know, we do a lot of work with uh, with animal rescue, specifically dogs. Um, just like, Ali, you know, you guys know. Um, just trying to raise funds for, you know, to support 
shelter dogs and you know and, and trying to get more people to choose to adopt their dogs as opposed to buying from breeders um, we provide a lot of financial support for the, the health causes that they may have like some of them are in bad shape um, we have a second chance fund so you know if it's like an older dog that may be in a bad situation providing them the opportunity to maybe find a home later in their lives um, and then recently we've partnered with canine for, canines for warriors which is we are you know funding service dogs to be trained to then be given to, uh, you know, veterans that need it. On the cleats, there was a dog named Zana, and that was uh, that was the first dog that we funded. That we, oh, uh, very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's is, really cool. uh, Zana in training, or is it Zana training? She, Zana has completed her training. Wow. Yeah. That's super cool. That was really cool. And you guys also had, oh, was it, I don't know if it was your first, but like uh, the gala that you guys yeah, had? Yeah, it, it was our third or fourth? third gala, yeah. That's yeah. unbelievable. How was yeah. that? It was amazing. It we, was had a, we had a really, really great turnout. Uh, a bunch of people came. It was at uh, Mission Lago uh, over in Thanoda Sasa. And, um, oh, you got that right. I messed that up every single time. Yeah, th- that so, town name. Yeah. I'm proud about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you know, if, if your event is in the town, yeah, you, you got to know. Right? Also, there are there were dogs at the event, which made there it were dogs. officially the oh best gala gosh. to have ever happened. Yeah. There was... Um, did you have lint rollers too? Because yeah. you're <laughs> yeah. gala. They, we, we, had, we had a couple of adoptables coming from uh, from the Pet Resource Center. Yeah. Uh, they, they brought them because it's right over there. Um and we have a partnership with them, and they are phenomenal over there. Um, some great people, and they're doing some great work. And they brought a couple of adoptables over, and uh, just got to mingle with like with the dogs. Now you know what I did the whole time at the gala. That's they amazing. had a great time. People loved the dogs there. It was like four of them. Um, and I think you know, I think it helps the cause because it's you know it gets to show these dogs out of you know the shelter, mm-hmm. which like dogs inside of a shelter versus out is like completely different. Yeah. Um, like the shelters are a very like high stress environment, so you can imagine like when you walk in, dogs are barking because they hear other dogs barking. Yeah, it's just like a very stressful environment. So getting them out of that and seeing them be playful, like rolling around in the grass, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, the the resource center that's the one on uh, like uh, Falkenberg. Falkenberg. Yeah, so I get I I went there when you yeah. guys were having an event and. Uh, there was one puppy that I just thought was super adorable. So, but I so I signed up as a foster uh-huh. for them, and now I just get emails every like pretty much every day for honestly kennel stress dogs that are just there for a long time yep. that have just like you know need to be oh. at home and. I really want to, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet. So. Well, also, isn't your dog you have? Didn't you start by fostering? That was, yeah, it was so that not was a plan. Foster, to that's keep. foster failure. That's yeah, what it is. So there, no, that's really what that's it is. So like, yeah. If if we did it again, that's what would happen. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I know that, and I can't. I can't have another. Yeah, make right sure you're now. ready for it. I yeah. knew when you took that dog in, I was like, he's yeah. never given that back. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing. Like every time we go to the shelter, because we do like a bunch of like volunteer days and stuff like that, we go and when we're leaving, it's like three or four different dogs. We're like. We're like, like yeah, maybe, maybe. but it's like, but then, and, and Mariah, like every time she's like, "Did you see?" This? <laughs> and I'm like, I said, we have got, to, we can't, we've, we've got to leave. We yeah. cannot do it right now. Like yeah. I have to be the voice of reason, and I hate it because so many dogs yeah. in there. You can just like take home, and they're just like oh, sweet dogs. Yeah. Amazing, that's incredible. We're talking yeah. to Chris Godwin. Um, so outside of hanging out with the dogs, what do you like to do outside of football? You talk about basically all you do is play football and, and recover from football. football. So is there anything else you get a chance to do? Um, I love. I love photography. Um, I get to do it more in the off season than I do um, in season. Um, play a video game. I like playing Call of Duty, like mostly. Um, what else do I do? Me and Mariah do a lot of just like hanging out. Just like we watch a lot of TV shows. Um, Don't you love board games and stuff too? And like I playing do, games. I do love playing games. Did you see his face? Uh, he, he lit up. He lit up the way you lit I, up when he said he played a line. Yeah. I, I enjoy playing games, board games, like. 
all types of games. Like we we played yeah. a ton of games. Like it's I like the competitive nature, but it's also like you like you get to see people in like this like interesting like atmosphere that maybe they're not so used to. Like because like we compete, right? But like our wives don't. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like our friends who don't play yeah. like in in uh, like a sport, yep. they don't. So it's like let's see who you really are, and you get to see people start kind of cheating. You're like, I didn't know you were that, you were that sneaky. Oh, are you, you a cheater? Uh, never. No, of course I could, not. I'm very clear. No, no, I couldn't, I could not sleep with myself. I don't want to win that way. <laughs> like, I'll tell you after, like, if I if I thought I'd cheat, I'd be like, yo. Like, yeah, I didn't, yeah. you yeah. Count. It didn't even count. It didn't count. Yeah, yeah I'm, I can't, I, I really can't sleep with myself if I do That's that. That's amazing. There's no Allie, fun in that. Are you cheating? cheating? Yeah. Uh, he hesitated like a little bit more. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I don't anymore, but I used to. Talk about how people can change. Yeah. You know, Monopoly, like growing up. You like, were yeah. you the banker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> that was easy money. Thanks to Big Bill. <laughs> First of all, now we understand why Ali was able to retire so early. <laughs> yeah. He learned on Monopoly. Yeah. yeah, he learned a few yeah. things here. I like no, that. But now, no, I totally agree. Yeah. I it was like, we're not even fun at that point. Yeah. So both of you also struck me as this way of being extremely competitive and also extremely nice. Mm-hmm. Chris, for you, how do those things work together, particularly in football or other games of where like, I know you want to win above mm-hmm. all things. Yeah. Uh, and then you're also just a really nice guy. And so how does that work on the they, field for they you? They definitely, like, uh, go at that, like, yeah, heads up. Bunt. Yeah, because it's like, I'm, like, I'll am i mostly be chill, like, until someone tries to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, if it's, like, really, like, getting down, like, to the wire. Like, so, like, so, for instance, right, me and Mariah, like, during quarantine, um, my brother-in-law and, and my best friend from home, Jamar, they were they got stuck with us at our home for like two or three months, and so like we're just like playing games and stuff like every night. And one night we were playing, uh, we were just playing pong, and like Mariah's never played before, and so it's me and Mariah versus them two. Oh no! And like she's more athletic now, you know, but like at the time, like she she's not overly competitive, so like she's like whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> well, and playing so, with someone who's not like not in it, it's, it's like yeah. it's not it, even worth it. Yes, yeah. it's almost infuriating. Yeah, and so like we're throwing. And like we're all like locked in, and she's just like, <laughs> it's like bouncing everywhere, like not even remotely close to like getting it in the cup, and like she's laughing, and now I'm like, what are you laughing at? Like this, this is not, not this funny. is not funny. <laughs> like I'm basically playing it by myself. I would do better if I was playing by myself. I'm sure that went over real well. It wasn't great, yeah. you know. But but now she tries a lot harder. And, like, mm-hmm. she understands, like, we, we've yeah, met in the middle. We've got to win. It's yes. only fun if everybody's trying. Yes. Actually, everybody's trying, like, their best. Otherwise, it's like yeah. the win doesn't count. It, it, it's, a, it's a wash. What are we, yeah. Yeah. What what are we, we doing? doing? What are we doing here? But coming full circle now, like, we'll play cards at home, like me and Mariah, just like different card games. And she is currently kicking my ass. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you created a monster I now. I did. I did. And, you should have left her And she to talks not trash to me now, too. And oh. I, so that gets me a bit, like, revved up inside. But, you know, I'll let her keep one. That's phenomenal. All right. We're going to take. You don't let take... her keep one. I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to beat her. We're done. Yeah, we're done with the charity now. Uh, all right. We're going to take one more break here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters. We're coming to you from the Hooters Owls Nest, Casey Phillips, Allie Marpet, Chris Godwin. Um, so we were talking about your competitiveness before this. Tell me, for you at this point in your career, if, as you think about it, are you like, man, this is exactly where I wanted to be? Are you even like amazed at where you've come to this point and just kind of evaluating like Chris Godwin at this point in his career? That's a great question. Thank you. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would get you. I don't know if I 
Yeah, I, I guess the answer is like, yes, I uh, at times I am like not surprised, but I'm just like, man, like what a life. Um, and I remember maybe it was our we were on our honeymoon, actually, me and Mariah um, in St. Lucia. And I was just like, it was like, so we got married the same year that we won the Super Bowl. So like, you had a good year. It's a great year. Yeah, fantastic. And I was just, we were like sitting like in a pool or something, and I was like looking at like, just like where we were, like the situation and what we had been through that year. I'm like, man, like how dope is this? Like it's like getting to do what you love to do, um, what you've always wanted to do, and like, you know, most people don't even get the chance to get in the playoffs, let alone make a Super Bowl and then like win one and like to win it at home to have the boat parade and the experience that that was to get to do it with like a bunch of your friends that you like, you really, really enjoy being around, um, to marry your high school sweetheart and to be as close as we are and going through this whole thing. Um, it's, it was really surreal and it's something that I'm very grateful for. And I try to verbalize that to myself and just like to other people as well, because like, I think it's very important to like, to not get so caught up in like the end goal of everything because I think that you're going to miss life because like life happens in the journey. And so like I'm, I'm very, very grateful, very fortunate. Um, and just like appreciative of where I, where I'm at, how far I've come and just like, you know, like I'm excited about what's left. I'm going to start calling him Guru Godwin over here. I feel like that was just like the best life advice ever. But then also your your question was like about like, did you expect this for yourself? And yeah. then you talked about like what the, the Super Bowl, the, your relationship, mm -hmm. like the playing with people that you want to play with, like all those things. And I think I'm not saying the question was geared towards like personal, like individual success. Mm -hmm. But then your answer had everything to do with like other people. Yeah. Which is Guru Godwin. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> I love that. So what are the, the goals you have for yourself now for the rest of your career? Right. I think my, my my primary goal at this point is just to try to win more championships. Um, I, I've I've been fortunate enough that I've been All Pro, I've, uh, made the Pro Bowl, I've won a Super Bowl. So like those are I feel like those are three things that people, if you play like you, that's a that's, that's a good those, thing. Those are those are the, those yeah. are the, those, those, are, those are the three. Check. But so now I'm so like keep, I to keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just trying to keep elevating. I would love to have more of them. It's hard to win in this league. It's hard to. It's hard to make plays. Like people think that it's throw the ball out, go out there, and why? Like why'd you miss that throw? Why didn't? Why'd you, you miss gotta, that block? Have you got to catch gotta, that. Gotta catch like that. what's the defense doing? But it's like it's never that cut and dry. It does drive me a little crazy when I'll hear you know the commentators or, or different people be like, ah, oh, that was such an easy one, and I'm like, I. I would love Don't to see you think try. there is a single moment that is easy on the football. I'm just imagining people that are 300 pounds trying to kill me at any moment, <laughs> and you don't get to look at them, but, and you have to focus on the ball. It always, it's just crazy. What you get more than often than not, it's got to catch that, yeah, and mm -hmm. you got to make that tackle. Yes. Like those are the two that like yeah. like open field tackling. Incredible. What? So hard. I wouldn't stand a chance. You have <laughs> most of us would not. Yeah, like, especially trying to tackle you. Yeah, like, exactly. like no. go, go tackle one of the best athletes in the world yeah. with. 15 yards of space. So you have no idea where they're going to go. Got to make it. Got to make it. Got to make, make it. We need that. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to Chris Godwin. Uh, all right. So uh, got to win this next game, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got <laughs> to nice. do it. Um, so tell me uh, how this game feels. Of Does it have that playoff feel to it, knowing sort of the way the standings are and just kind of the significance of doing, doing the numbers here? Mm -hmm. Does it have that feel, or for you guys, is it just, you know, another game, one game at a time, all those cliches? No, I would say that it has like a playoff game feel. And especially since we since they beat us the first time and 
Like we really we we actually gotta have it. Okay. But then and we've been kind of talking about that the last couple of weeks, just understanding the mentality that we need to have with the remaining games that that we have left. Um we put ourselves in a bit of a hole, but we can pull ourselves out of it. And it's gonna take its all. Like all of us, we have to be on the same page. We have to figure it out. Um however however that manifests. Like it's you know, last game it was a bit sloppy, but then Mike goes for 150, and it's like, whew, appreciate you, Mike. So let's do that. <laughs> you know, let's five-star players. Five-star players. Yeah, yeah, yeah I tell you. But, yeah. It's, but, yeah, it's, it is a, it is a, a must-have, and, you know, it's going to come down to, like, our execution. Are you guys as wide receivers celebrating uh, the holidays as a group? Do we decorate the room? Do we do a gift exchange? <laughs> We've how, got enough young guys. How, we have a, yeah. we have a, yeah. definitely have enough young Tap guys. Tap into that. So we, uh, we just had them decorate the room maybe last Wednesday. How was it? It's nice. Okay, okay. It's like uh, a, a super surprise. I think our uh, I think our receiver coach Brad actually took part in a lot of it. So I think <laughs> our coaches get a lot of credit too. Young guys, they got they got to step it up. But it's like a it's like a mixed bag of everything. It's like anything holiday this season. Like it's there. And there was like um, they put like these little like uh, reindeer like um, like mannequins basically like little, like little figurines around. Yeah, yeah, figurines. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of mannequins. On, <laughs> just a big, yeah, a we big know reindeer. You're about. Naked right here. <laughs> <laughs> but they put him on the table, and I got in. I was like, "Where's Ru- Where's Rudolph?" Because like none of them had a red nose. Mm. I didn't like that. <laughs> so they had to go out and get it one. No, <laughs> I took it. I took matters in my own hands. Okay. And that's, I got. That's I got. A true a, leader. But I got. Right I got there. a piece of tape that was nearby, just like scotch tape, just colored it red, <laughs> stuck it right on top. That's Rudolph. Nice. Uh, but the room is is decorated, and we do uh, Secret Santa. So we all, you know, have somebody that we're gonna like, gift the little present to, and then. Uh, I think we'll do it the, like the Friday before the the Jags game. Nice. It's, there, it's always a good time. Are there any rules or any like like just like a minimum? Okay, but do you have like no technology, nothing like that? No, 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 no. Because no, 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 no. we've had like years where it's like everybody got like an iPad or something. And like it's that. like, oh, and great, sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess what I got. We for just you. all swap. It. It's yeah. all swap. <laughs> no, nah, but there is there are there are no rules, but I don't expect that everybody will do like iPads or something like yeah. that, like technology. But you're, do, but you're doing a what? You're doing a white elephant, yada yada. No, so, dude, you gotta do- we're just so we're just doing, yeah, just like uh, like like I got you, yeah, yeah. you know, and like just do- we thought about doing a white elephant, and then Brad started talking about some stories from Seattle where it's brutal. Where yeah, he was like, like it, <laughs> I think he was like he uh, because he was in the quarterbacks room, I think, and uh, like Russell got some like two tickets to anywhere, right, and somebody got it. Brad stole that from them. And then I guess there's like there's two, two steals and then it's locked, yeah. And I guess Drew Locke or someone like that took it from Brad and like, so now Brad so now like, Brad's nope. salty. <laughs> He's still so, salty about it to like to this day. Well, here's like, the thing: you're the older guy, and so you usually go by age. Yeah. So like, if I'm the old guy, I want to play uh, White Elephant or whatever Yankee Swap because you yeah because so. you want the you, you want the good yeah, stuff. That's why that's what you had. Well, yeah, we like, we thought about it, but I think at like so from my perspective, I was like, I want. The people to like think about what gift they're getting, like who they're getting a, like a gift for, right, okay. and get it as opposed to just getting like something that generic, yeah, yeah, generic that people might like, and now you're stuck with a gift that like eh. strategery. I will, I will say I got stuck with the camera ones because my original thing got swapped mm-hmm. twice because Blaine stole it. And the whole the whole thing. I'm very upset about it. Yeah, but um, 
I got a camera and brought it on my trips, dude. Sick. Yeah, awesome. So Sick. you never know. You def- That's a good point. Uh, well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on our show. This has been a blast. And uh, Allie and I both do retweet your sentiment earlier. You're a great guy. Yeah. You're one of the best on the team, <laughs> both on the field and off. So thank you very much, and good luck yeah. this next week. Much appreciated. Appreciate all you right. having me. And thanks to all of you guys for joining us here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Buccaneers Radio.